smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to season 2 of our podcast kicks for free in which we discuss all things football i am dhiman and with me is my co-host vivek messi After a scrappy first half, when neither Argentina nor Mexico created much going forward, it needed a moment of individual brilliance from Lionel Messi, who else, in the 64th minute for Argentina fans. to heave a collective sigh of relief he received the ball around 30 yards from goal and sent in a shot to the bottom corner that mexico goalkeeper guillermo ochoa dived full length to his left before but had no chance of saving the goal brought a sense of calmness to proceedings and enzo fernandez made it 2-0 in the 87th minute with a curling shot into the far right corner diman uh, given that argentina struggled to stamp their imprint on the game in the first 60 minutes it needed messi to be messi for the game to change right Yeah, I mean, as Gerardo Martino and Caloni said after the game, we all know that he's capable of that. the The good thing here was that you know he needed that one moment when Mexico were a little too late in closing him down. He could make use of that. I mean, that showed that you know, despite the obvious attempt of Mexico to sort of keep him away from the game, how switched on he was. and when despite you know to all of us seemingly that he's doing nothing but he was switched on your sniffing for that opportunity and the moment that came it was it was the way he managed to find space to place the ball at that kind of an angle was the sign of a genius you know if mexico would have thought that there are so many bodies around in front of him the ball would take a deflection or whatever but he found space he found space where other people cannot see space that is an otherworldly sense of vision that he has not that we don't know about it but to be able to do that again and again and again shows the kind of player that he is absolutely i mean and that goal changed everything because mexico had come out of their defensive shell that created more space that meant argentina had more of the ball that meant messi coming into the game more and when argentina scored that great goal uh, in the 87th minute it was a job well done at the end of it all i think they would have taken the three points whichever way it came but uh, do you think especially messi messi leading that fight back is can spur them on for the for the coming games we'll have to wait and see i mean i see the thing is the fact that they won the fact that they have shown the world that they and told themselves that they can win after a reversal like what happened in saudi arabia which was five minutes of individual brilliance uh, and and then to me that that was the bigger story then argentina's inability to find a way into the game yesterday they found a way into the game and that is going to give them a lot of confidence that said after poland if argentina should make the knockout stage and in the knockout rounds all games are going to be difficult but you cannot really expect messi to be doing this all the time he did it in 2014 uh, where he won four man of the matches on way to taking argentina to the final 
But I think this is a better Argentina team. And, you know, you have players like Fernandez. You have, of course, you have players like Di Maria. I thought Lissandro Martinez had a very good game yesterday. So, the win, as Messi said at the press conference after the game, has given Argentina a sense of relief. And that will mean that the pressure will be slightly off. They can be themselves again. And if they are themselves, they will be able to tell themselves, we have won, we have not lost 35, 36 games in a row. So, we are not all that bad. That kind of reassurance is what Argentina needed. And that is what this win provided yesterday. Right. right. Neman, Messi wasn't the only one to produce like individual brilliance. Uh, we uh, had Killian. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, we can talk about that uh, we can talk about that uh, Fernandez goal as well. Uh, that was an equally outstanding goal, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it was it was a goal that Messi would have been proud of. I mean, you know, to be cut in from the left and and uh, to find that kind of an angle, uh, it was again it showed it showed the confidence of the young player. Uh, it showed uh, and and he and Messi said that I'm not surprised. Uh, I have seen him do these kind of things. I know his potential. And he, it is being touted that, you know, one day, uh, however difficult it is for all of us to conceive, Messi will not be there. Uh, he's 35 years old. He's already said this is possibly his last World Cup. To see somebody like him, young, coming up to do this, is also gives you the reassurance that things are all right with the future of Argentina football. So, more than, more than the goal and all that, I mean, it's, it was a goal that said a lot of things, actually. Right. Uh, also, do you think Julian Alvarez coming on uh, for Lautaro Martinez? It seemed like uh, suddenly Argentina started playing better. Do you think that substitution had any impact, or was it? Yeah, yeah. Because no, no. Because Lautaro Martinez plays in one way, and Julian Alvarez plays in another way. He he can pass the ball, he can spread the game, and that is what happened. But I think what really changed was. Uh, that moment when when Mexico uh, were a little slow in closing him down, in closing Messi down, and Messi being able to find the kind of space that most human beings wouldn't find. So, I think that really changed because what, what Mexico were doing was they had five defenders, they had two defensive midfielders in front of him, and they were con constantly pushing Messi away from the goal. And they knew that the further or the farther Messi was from their goal, it would be easier for them to manage the game. Uh, Tata Martino knows a thing or two about Messi because he's coached Messi at Barcelona and he's coached Messi at Argentina. So, but to be able to do that for as long uh, for a game of 90 minutes is a problem. And Mexico couldn't do that. I I remember Iran not being able to do that in 2014 because uh, it is it is, and 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 because this team has other players too. It was not like you know the the. Argentina team of your where if you stopped Messi, you know, the things uh, would be really under your control. But that defensive ability also meant that Mexico were not creating anything on their own. And not being able to create on their own is always a problem. Apart from that free kick, which Martinez uh, got both hands to, they did not really do much in, 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 in the game till the goal. So, I am thinking that, you know, Along with everything else, the introduction of substitutions, playing in a slightly different way in the second half, it was that moment when they were a little slow in they when when they did not when they reacted a little slowly to Messi being given a pocket of space in the area that he likes. That made the difference. Right. 
from Messi, let's move on to Mbappe. Uh, France beat Denmark 2-1 thanks to Mbappe's brilliance. Uh, for the first goal, he played a 1-2 with left-back Theo Hernandez before getting his shot away through a tight angle. And then mm-hmm. scored a second by get, getting on the end of a cross from Antoine Griezmann. Uh, he already has seven goals in World Cups now. Uh, Diman, I may be getting ahead of myself, but that close record of 16 goals uh, seems in danger, don't you think? Yeah, of course it does. I mean, look at yeah. this way. Messi has eight goals in 21 games. Right. And that's, that's a World Cup story that began in 2006. Maradona has eight goals in 21 games. Hmm. And Mbappe already has seven goals, like you said. Yeah. You know, the, the way he took off. Mbappe, uh, other people run on the football pitch. Mbappe streaks. He does not run because he's he's so fast. Uh, he, or let's say Mbappe glides. Uh, it's the way he took off for that goal, for the first goal, you know, working with Theo on the left. And equal amount of credit goes to Theo for being able to find Mbappe without looking at him. And, he, and it's, it's, it's a kind of understanding that was super, you know, this player, Tio plays the ball back and Mbappe knows the ball is going to come back and he runs in. So, it, it was a moment of collective, uh, it was a moment of neat combination play along with the incredible ability of that man to sort of, uh, you know, create goals and, and score them. He is a, he's such a super athlete. That uh, you know, he he makes things happen on a football pitch that almost looks impossible. He does them, and I think uh, yeah, that that Plaza, uh, thing uh, could be in real danger, and it could happen uh, a lot earlier than the time Plaza took. I think he took uh, 2002, 6, 10, 14. So he took four World Cups to get there. Yeah, yeah. I think it could happen earlier. Right, right. I think their performance yesterday also highlighted France's depth, right? As we have, as we have spoken earlier, they have had so many injuries, but uh, still, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, Deman, uh, the big game today is Germany versus Spain. Uh, Argentina mm. have kept their hopes alive. Can Germany do something similar? Or what are you expecting from the Germany-Spain clash? Well, Germans were surprised in the way that Argentina were, but I think Spain is a much more difficult opponent to uh, have a must-win game or a must-not-lose game than Mexico, simply because while Mexico can shut you out, Argentina were not really in danger of sort of losing the game. Against Spain, you are in serious danger of losing games because of what Spain are capable of and because of what they kind of showed against Costa Rica. So. So, the task for Germany, I think, is uh, harder and uh, it will really have to be seen as to how they can uh, they can revive their campaign. An early goal usually helps uh, and their ability to stop Spain from doing their thing. Because if, if you let Spain do their thing, your game, your chances of winning a game becomes almost non-existent. I remember in 2010, in the semi-final between Germany and Spain, the Spain team of the earlier generation, they just did not give Germany the ball. If you don't have the ball, what do you do? So, if Germany cannot stop Spain from doing that tonight, then they are taking an early flight home. I think Hansi Flick has mentioned that their reputation is on the line, given that they've had two back-to-back poor, to- poor tournaments. 
ஜெர்மனிங் Uh, the results are your ultimate uh, evaluation and if they if they go out of the group here again after having gone out of the group in 2018 it is uh, not a good reflection of how things are in football in germany but that said you know bayern munich continue to do well in the champions league so i'm not really sure whether uh, it's it's the kind of situation that calls for an overhaul uh, like they did uh, after the exit in the 2000 uh, euros so I I don't think it's a situation that dire but uh, of course back to back world cups uh, not being able to get out of the group is a very poor reflection on a team that has won the thing four times right, right. I guess they can learn a thing or two from Spain like uh, given the young talents and I think Spain are managing to make that transition well now with the likes of Gavi mm. Gavi and Pedri coming in I think mm-hmm. probably some, uh, they can look towards that and probably learn learn from them yeah. Yeah well uh, I mean this this German team also has young people I mean Musiala is young uh, for instance so they it is not as if they are an aging team uh, if you take out Thomas Muller uh, and then Thomas Muller has not really looked that he's an old player something he's he's doing the thing that he does which is which is do certain things that you know no one expects him to and suddenly pop up in space and so this is not a very old team I mean not old like you know players who were uh, definitely above the hill like in like in uh, 1998 in the world cup when when i think mathaios was had, had no business playing so uh, this is not that kind of a team so i'm i'm surprised that you know germany uh, and they have players at top clubs uh, you know so it's not not just in germany outside germany so I'm a little surprised uh, as to what happened but I think at the end of the day it was just one game that coming on the back of a bad world cup cycle is leading a lot of people to question things in Germany this german team is not if even if they get out of the world cup early it is not a situation that calls for a complete reboot of the way football is you know uh, perceived and played in that country i don't think that's the situation yet Right. Yeah. Actually, if you look at their forward line, whether it's Kai Howard, Serge Gnabry, or uh, even like the the midfield team, it's all of them are in their early twenties. So yeah. Yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Nevan, uh, uh, Belgium are uh, facing Morocco. Meanwhile, uh, they got out of jail perhaps in their one-zero victory over Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be hoping mm-hmm. to put up a more convincing dis- display against the Moroccans today. Uh, Uh, I think so but you know the, the good thing is that Belgium managed to win now if you if you manage a win uh, if, even if you are not very convincing it means that this team has the potential to get into their groove as the competition goes on and so so having won the game against Canada uh, which they were given a serious serious square that would give them the confidence so Belgium would be happy with the way things are if they so long as they don't lose uh, so therefore uh, I I think even if they don't get into uh, you know the kind of rhythm that they expect to uh, not losing is going to be good enough for them because then it will show the team that they can have more training sessions 
as they get into deeper into the competition and they can get better so uh, they'll not be too worried uh, about what happened uh, in the first game i think they they will tell themselves you okay, at the end of it all we did get three points which is all right so if we can do that any team that gets full points without playing to potential is a team that has to be marked as dangerous because then imagine what they can do when they get to potential Neman in the past couple of days uh, both i think Hayden Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne have said that the golden generation is past their best and their best chance of winning the world cup was probably in Russia 4 years ago uh, what do you make of those comments do you think in the middle of the world cup to be saying that they probably don't have that great a chance uh, like uh, does it do any good or? i think it's a it's a way to deflect pressure of themselves but what they are also saying is true uh, you know in a in a completely different context let's let's look at this qatar team now the qatar team i think peaked at the 2019 asian cup where they were convincing all the all on you know on all, all the way to the title that team peaked there but they continued with this with that team most of the players are from that team and it's obviously the downward curve had started so maybe they don't have enough players maybe they don't have enough depth in the country which it's a tiny country i don't know belgium is not as small as qatar but it's also a small country uh but it is true it 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 is not it is not a statement that that's completely off the mark i think having said that the point like you said of making that statement during the world cup is to take pressure off themselves and 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 sort of pare down expectations of the country saying that you know we've been around for so long we are all in our 30s etc um so don't have to high hopes on us that is belgium's way the belgium team's way of telling themselves of of you know uh, reducing pressure on themselves i think that is why those comments came up right right uh japan face costa rica and croatia are playing canada in the other games today anything you're looking forward to from those matches yeah i'll be at both those games uh, in fact in fact i'll i'm heading for the ground in a bit uh, japan i'm looking for japan to sort of uh, impose themselves and uh, you know seal a round of 16 berth uh, because if they do that from a group like this a group that has two world champions it would be a real story of success for uh, a country's football they're doing it with coaches from their country they don't have coaches from abroad they have so many players who are playing outside the country uh, in top leagues in uh, lower divisions they have players playing i was doing an article on them and i was checking their players playing from argentina to india there are japanese players everywhere it's almost like the brazilians and and all that sort of you know comes together nicely when a team uh, makes it to the uh, knockout stages of a world cup and they would go into the game confident but as a japanese official media team which is from the jfa was telling me that you know they have had a lot of hurt in the world cup so they are wary they're not uh, their feet are on the ground they're not getting carried away by the win against germany and and she was obviously referring to what happened uh, against belgium in the last world cup so i am looking forward to japan making the round of 16 and i am looking forward to canada giving croatia another scare like they did to belgium and because that will mean that we'll have a good game it'll mean that croatia will uh, have to find a way to sort of you know to be able to get something out of the game and canada is going to play fearlessly because they've got nothing to do so i'm looking forward to two good games really that was it for this episode if you want to reach out to us you can find us on our twitter handles @vivek9301 and @demanht 
If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.